What's up, ladies and gentlemen, BC, welcome back to another episode of Supreme Being the Podcast. First and foremost, this podcast is sponsored by my real estate team, Team BC. We are a nationwide team. If you need anything real estate, contact me or go to teambcsold.com. A couple of other quick announcements. If you're interested in learning more about eXp and joining the company that I'm a part of, go to partner with Team BC. If you want to join my real estate team, go to jointeambc.com. And lastly, but not least, shout out to Modern Success. That's my coaching program. I've opened it up to the world. I'll probably discuss it slightly here at the end of this episode if you're interested. And um, we have 300 strong members right now. I highly recommend you join briancasella.com for more details or go to the link in my bio on Instagram. Okay, let's begin. I want to dedicate this episode today on using your mind more so with the code, okay? As I develop as a human being and learn more about the universe and nature and things of that nature, right? It's funny to say that again. There's two things happening. Okay, I went over this on my coaching call about a different subject, but I brought this one point up that I'm going to bring up here. There's two things happening simultaneously. We have universal laws, nature's code, or whatever you want to call it. The world itself, the world that's going to happen and do what it's going to do, the universe, the, the planet, whatever you want to call it, without us, without human beings, it's going to do its thing, right? Meaning we don't intervene. We don't do anything about it. We don't know about it. We don't talk about it. It's still going to do its thing. The lion is still going to tackle the gazelle, right? The flower is still going to grow, right? But there's the other side of it which is now the human element. We have created societies. We have created moral structures. We have created rules, laws, government, all that stuff, okay? Those two things are separate. But what we're trying to do is get, and, and let me rephrase that. I'm not saying we are trying to do it. The people in power are attempting to use the human code to rewrite or shame or make wrong or right of what's going on in nature. That transcends the human side of it. Now, I'm bringing this up in the beginning because as we look at the subject, when it comes to like the human being and our body and our mind, that code is there. It is up to us to crack that code and understand it, not try to put the human element on it, right? We can use our innate intelligence as human beings to process it and learn it, but we can't make up the rules. Like a lot of stuff you see happening in society. I'm very much against all this super and politics has literally been violently shoved into my life. I, I hate talking about it, right? But this whole wokeness is really starting to piss me off and it attacks this very thing. Like, oh, there's more than two genders and non-binary and pronouns and all that bullshit. That's an attack on this code on the left. Humans are trying to impose at the level of universal law and nature's code. That's not the way it works. And that's why we suffer because of it and they're introducing it. And what is it causing? More havoc, especially on the psyche of the human being. Okay, but I'm not going to talk specifically about that today. I'm going to dive into the mind and how now you need to utilize it more and understand the code of your mind to get you where it is that you want to go. Okay, let me give you some examples. Somebody said on my coaching call, BC, I want to be more um, organized. I want to be more, oops, sorry, I dropped something. I want to be more efficient. I want to be more on my schedule, right? The question was something along the lines of that. I don't remember the exact terminology. Now, my first question to the gentleman was, okay, what does that mean exactly? What do you mean by efficient? What exactly is that? What's the starting point? What's the ending point? 
Okay. Now I'm not going to get into the full answer, but what am I pointing at there? I did a post today on Facebook and Instagram where I talked about being precise and precision and the importance of it. Your mind is an example. Your ability to present things with precision to your mind, the better you get at that, the more your mind can be utilized. You tell your mind, I want to make some money. You're walking down the street later that day and you pick up five cents. You just made some money. You fulfilled your wish. You tell your mind and you proclaim to your mind, I'm going to make $2.6 million this year. A little bit different. Now your mind and all the functions around it start operating at a different level because that's a different command that you're giving to your mind. There's specificity to it. That is a very precise statement, precise figures. Think of your mind in, in, in a way as like this supercomputer. Are you going to treat a supercomputer like a calculator? Or are you going to treat a supercomputer like a supercomputer and really push it to its limits and see what its full capacity is? Because that's what it is. We have supercomputers, right? Beyond that, right? I'm just trying to explain it in layman terms so we get it. But you understand the comparison between a supercomputer and a calculator, two completely different things. But get somebody who only understands a calculator on a supercomputer and they're not going to be able to utilize it. The beauty of it is nature's code has been deciphered through history and through our current times. And we live in the information age, ladies and gentlemen, just with my podcast or a Google search or a YouTube search, you can find an abundance of great information. Now, there's a sea of bullshit out there too, and it's more and more, but there's still some solid people. There's a lot of books out there and a lot of knowledge, right, that is at your fingertips, So it would behoove you to start understanding the mind a little, a little bit better. And we brought up precision, right? How about this other fact that when you let your mind be idle, people lack the understanding that the mind, the code is survival. That's the code, base code of your mind. Therefore, if I'm wired for survival, my mind, I'm wired for survival, right? What am I looking at? I'm assessing an environment and looking to preserve my mind and my body, if I'm that mind wired for survival. So what is it looking for? It's looking for intrusion, threat, possibility of danger all the time. And then you guys, without that understanding, many people will wonder why their mind is always going negative or looking at negative things. Well, it's literally wired for that by default. Now you can change that, of course. That's why incantations, affirmations, and all this other stuff and work and focus are on the mind to try to bring it up to date in a sense. But that mechanism is always going to be there because it's in your nature. Otherwise, your ancestors would not have survived and you wouldn't be here today. So for a reason, it's there. Now, we know that if you let your mind idle, it will default to that mode. When you have things going on, when you're doing things, when you're in action, when you're in action, guess what? Your mind doesn't have time to process that because it's focused on the activity at hand. Why do you think I'm not recommending to people to go watch Netflix and bullshit and sit there idly and do nothing? Right? Because what feeds into that mechanism, this is another aspect of the mind, is your mind is a lot simpler than you think. The majority of what you do is violently shoved into the subconscious level. Your mind doesn't want to process a lot of things at the conscious level. It wants to push as many to the subconscious level. So what I mean by that is it wants to create, how does it do it? It creates patterns that it passes through your neurology all the time. 
So with that said, it wants to take an activity, something you learn, a technique, something that you're doing, and enjoy the show of my cat grooming himself. <laughs> it wants to take it and shove it. So what does it want to do? It wants to create a habit, a routine, fire off the, you know, the neurons, build that neural pathway, and then lock it in, and that's it. So now it becomes automatic. So now, with that understanding, if you've been Netflixing over and over, of course, it's going to be difficult for you to stop because your mind said, well, I'm doing this all the time. I want to take it out of my conscious mind. I want to just shove it into the subconscious mind. And that's it. Now it's automatic. So now you have to bring it back to the conscious mind and rewire it, which takes time and effort. So if I know that our mind works at that level, man, it's very easy for me to start putting in new habits and changing it. Now, is it challenging at first? Of course, it's supposed to be that way. It's supposed to be that way. Because it's by design, but understand the end goal that once you rewire it and put something else in that same mechanism that's working against you will work in your favor, right? A lot of this stuff, once you understand it, you just flip it on itself. That's the beauty of the simultaneous intricacy, but also simplicity of the human mind and how we operate as human beings. So we're only three in, but a lot of people think they understand this shit. I'm just giving you the, the surface of this. It goes many layers beneath that, of course. As far as, you know, being able to spot patterns that, that have been hidden, right? Get to the root of where that pattern started and how to access it using language, right? Language, right? Words. What better way to access the mind? That is our current technology. Why do you think stuff in technologies like NLP came out? We use words and our communication as human beings to navigate the depths of the mind, reprogram it, understand it, move it, bend it, shape it. Isn't that interesting? Yet, I know a lot of people who still listen to me who have never gotten certified in NLP, refuse to learn it from me, don't study it, and say that it's a pseudoscience. Oh, is it? Okay, then how come my understanding of it and application of it demonstrates mastery of language and the mind. If it's so fake and it's not effective or anything else that I talk about or preach about, how come it's working for me and the people around me? And if you continue to be a bystander, you're watching us create a bigger and bigger lead in every category on everybody and people are being left behind. How long are people going to witness that before they start catching on and saying, dang, maybe I need to link up with these guys and get on what they're on and learn from them and join this crew and this event and join this program or whatever it is. You got to get with the program, dude, because this stuff is so simple. It's not complicated. It just takes a certain level of understanding and accessing certain information that most people don't know, aren't aware of, or they, they have no interest in it. Yet it's very important. It's very important. So what else can we do about the mind? The mind is very finicky, right? The mind is very finicky. Remember what I said about survival. So already it's going to filter a lot of things when it comes into your mind from the negative perspective. So one thing you can do to combat that is presenting questions. How do you guide the mind effectively? Presenting questions, the proper questions, the better questions you present to your head, like when you're having a conversation with yourself, forget about other people, right? Because we know about persuasion and influence, asking people questions and all that, but put that to the side for a second and let's just deal you with you right now. Something 
what you consider to be unfortunate happens to you. You get in a car accident. What do we, uh, sorry, what do we typically default to? We'll say things like, why me? Oh, this is bullshit. Why is this happening to me? Why today out of all days? What are we doing there? Not only is that negative self-talk, we're presenting bullshit questions. And when you present a question to your mind, it's designed to find the answer. Now, when you present questions to your mind that it cannot answer, it leads to breeding insanity. Okay. But number two, when you present them in a negative frame like that, and your mind now is working in a negative frame and looking for a negative answer, it's going to find it. It's going to fill in the meaning that you're searching for in some way, shape, or form. Now, is that going to work for you or against you? Now, the counter argument to this, to this is saying, well, I'm just being real about the situation. Well, what is real? According to who? Because you can make an argument for either side. I can make an argument that any situation we deal with is both positive and negative. I can make an argument for either side. So if that's the case, why would I choose the negative when I could choose the positive? Why is it that if we put, and you've seen these experiments, they'll put food or liquid into a bottle, two different bottles, and one they'll talk positively, positively to it and the other one negatively. How come the one that gets talked to negatively gets rotten and dies and the other one doesn't decompose, the one that's being spoken to positively? There's something to this that's been proven. So now, positive, empowering self-talk and inspiration works. Why do you think it puts you in a better mood and gives you more energy? right? But the base root of that is the questions. I'm always looking to upgrade the type of questions that I ask myself all the time. So go back to the first example that I gave you here. I asked that young man, I said, what is, what is an improvement to you? What are you going for? What is that specifically? Give me an end result. Give me a number. Give me something so we have a target to go after. That way I can actually help you. But more importantly, that way you can help yourself because you know where you're going. That would be like putting a plane in the air and they don't know where they're going. Well, we're just flying. What a waste. A plane before it takes off has a starting point and a destination already. And it has guides that help it. It has a navigation system. It has the towers helping them and guiding them, right? Have, they have radar. They have everything. Think of your mind like that. But if you just throw the plane in the air and you're like, well, hopefully we find the destination. That's what most people are doing. And it's sad. It really is. So we know that questions are extremely effective, right? Another thing is your ability to take the mind in spurts, because you can't do this indefinitely, in spurts, and focus it on one thing. If you harness the ability to do that, man, if you have your mind focusing on one thing at a time, you will be a rock star. But in today's day and age, oh, you can't do that. We're in a fast-paced world. You need to learn to multitask. Bullshit. That is the dumbest advice. That's the quickest way to get somebody in a state of feeling worthless, absolutely worthless. If you're going to do 10 things at once versus one thing at a time, if you do 10 things at once, you're never going to be as effective as somebody who does it one at a time. It's just impossible. And don't give me that one exception to the rule that you know, because that doesn't count. Well, this one person I know does five things at a time. Okay, that's one. How about the average person on the planet? Come on. But why do we do this? Why do we feel the need to do this? Is it to impress people? Is it for social media? Is it for your own ego? What is it? 
I don't know. I don't know. But you have to be able to answer that. And we have to stop that behavior immediately. You need to get back to just directing your mind towards one thing at a time for the salespeople who listen to me. In the morning, if you need to make calls, make the calls and that's it. Don't make calls and browse email and text and look at social media. Forget that, dude. You are limiting yourself. Your focus is pulled and twisted four or five different ways. You're not going to be able to do anything as effectively as if you focus on one at a time. You're out there working out. Focus on your workout. Forget social media and all that crap. Put it away for 30 minutes or an hour. Get that workout on. When I go and I box, that's it. Nothing else exists for that hour, hour and a half. Not my team, not the, the other things that I'm dealing with, not social media, not YouTube, not real estate, none of that. It's just me, the ring, my coach, or a boxing uh, sparring partner or something, right? That's it. That's it. A lot of the advice that's given is ass backwards, but we have to start diving a little bit deeper into the mind and a better understanding of it because this is what you live with. And micro-improvements on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis, yearly basis, start to create a different output, meaning I operate on a level like I do now and the people around me, I'm teaching them that other people look at what you do as if it's magic or extraordinary, extraordinary, when it's really not. We're just using what we have like it's supposed to be used. And that now becomes incredible because the average person doesn't understand the tools that they're working with. It's like giving two people a gun, one person shoots them and the other person is like digging the dirt with it. Come on, dude. But we got to get with the program. So I give you some very basic concepts today that you can work with and begin to, to make this change. This is what you got to focus on. This mind is what you bring to everything that you do. And application of these principles over time and refined and learned and understood and mastered will give you improvements in any area and every area of your life, period, point blank, end of story. Ask better questions, right? Focus on what you need to focus on. The more this is done, the easier this becomes for you. Right? I don't deal with, let me list off some things people deal with, lack of motivation or constant, incessant chatter in my mind, not being able to sleep, not being able to turn my mind off in quotes. How about sitting in silence? Can you do that? What a good way to work on focusing on your mind. Turn the music off. Is it cool to have on? Sure. All the time or feel like you need to have it on all the time? Not cool at all. That makes you weak. That means you don't have control of your mind. But let's push ourselves a little bit, okay? So I'll end this episode here. Thank you guys. Dive more into the mind. If you're interested in joining Modern Success, check the links. You have all the other ones. Join Team BC, partner with Team BC, BrianCasella.com. If you guys need anything real estate, reach out to me or my team, and we'll take care of you. We are now nationwide. All right, that's it for this one. Peace.